the Passion of Our Lord from St. Mark's Gospel. Now the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were only two days away. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some sly way to arrest Jesus and kill him. But not during the feast, they said, or the people may riot. While he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, Why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and you can help them at any time you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. I tell you the truth. Wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money. So he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and make preparation for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, telling them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Say to the owner of the house he enters, The teacher asks, where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. The disciples left, went into the city, and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When evening came... Jesus arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining at table eating, he said, I tell you the truth. One of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one by one they said to him, Surely not I. It is one of the twelve, he replied one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. 
While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. I tell you the truth, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Tonight we begin a series of Lenten meditations, The Wounds of Lent. We've just sung Isaac Watts' beautiful, wonderful Lenten hymn, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. In verse 3 we sing, See from his head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love flow mingled down. See from his head, his wounded head. And the basis for our homily this evening is from St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 27, verses 28 through 30. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, And twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and took a reed and struck him on the head. In the name of Jesus, amen. You and I are one week into the penitential season of Lent, in which we prepare to celebrate the Paschal Feast, Easter. We heard God speak to us through the prophet Joel one week ago. Return to the Lord your God. Return. Repent. Lent is, in a sense, a spring cleaning of souls. Lots of professions have clothing. For example, when I preach or I teach, I'll have my clerical collar. And if you see anybody with that kind of attire, you know what they do. It's surprising when pastors are dressed that way and show up in a hospital. I get called father once in a while. But it's amazing how that will evoke among some people. Will you come and pray with me? In fact, there was a study done, and what happened is they, they just had two men standing on the sidewalk by a street. One with a collar, one with a tie and shirt. Both were pastors. Guess which one people went to if they wanted to have a prayer. 
And when you see somebody wearing scrubs, you know they're in the medical field. Somebody has a helmet on with a face mask, you know he's playing football. Police officers have their attire, firefighters, and so on. We know what those people are because of what they're wearing. And the same was true in Jesus' day. The scribes or the teachers of the law wore leather aprons so that when they sat in a certain way and got it nice and tight, that could be the way they could form a writing surface. Well, soldiers today dress in a certain way, and they did in those days too. And that's also true for kings. They had their beautiful crowns and robes of all kings except one, Jesus. On Transfiguration, many churches sang the hymn, Beautiful Savior. Remember how we said, who's the fairest one of them all? Jesus. He's the fairest of all. But this Jesus of ours that we heard about and that we'll read about in the coming weeks did not wear robes of fine material or a golden crown with expensive jewels. Instead, he's mocked. They declare him to be a wannabe king. So instead of full, elegant robes, he's given a purple cloak. Instead of a golden crown, as you heard in tonight's reading, he had a crown of thorns that was pounded on his head. Here is the one who is despised and rejected by men, including the leading people of Jerusalem, the religious leaders, and Roman authorities. And so instead of being honored and respected, he's beaten and bruised. Instead of being praised, he's spit upon and mocked. Instead of declaring him to be the king of the universe, he's given a crown of thorns. It almost seems incomprehensible. It's so difficult to imagine that much hatred for someone to do what they did to Jesus. And we believe they will have their comeuppance. And we want it. We want it to happen to them. But before we start pointing fingers at them and raising our noses, we need to hear God's word to look into our hearts and compare what does God's word say. Where the Bible in Genesis chapter 8 says, the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. And folks, that was spoken after the flood. There is only eight people alive. And one of them we know is the righteous Noah. 
Do you and I hear what Scripture says of all humanity? Not just terrorists, not just school shooters, not just crooked politicians, not just child abusers, not just the ungodly and unjust. Here's what God's Word says in Psalms and in Romans. None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. No, not one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. All. That means you. It means me. None is righteous. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. The rebellion of Adam and Eve has been passed on to each and every one of us. And it's for this reason that Jesus wears the crown of thorns. He takes into his own body our sins and he is taken to the tree of the cross. Jesus became the sacrifice for your sins and not for your sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. The cross is a scene of man's inhumanity to man, yet it's the scene of Christ's greatest glory. Jesus is glorified at the cross because there it's where his blood was shed for you for your redemption so that your shattered relationship with God would be restored. Because of the cross, Jesus does not keep his crown of thorns. The book of Revelation tells us he's wearing a crown now, shimmering, and brilliant. And the company of heaven sings, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. What does that mean for you? What does it mean for me? It means this we are God's redeemed children, and we get to share in Christ's glory. We are able to take part in this. One week ago at Ash Wednesday, many received the imposition of ashes to remind them of their own mortality as the words were spoken, dust you are and to dust you shall return. And one pastor, a pastor I dearly respect, had a picture on his Facebook page And it was a man just walking along and slowly disintegrating, the dust falling behind him. For he was walking to a grave, his own. 
But there's more. You see, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we too one day will be given a crown. St. Paul describes it in his letter to Timothy. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not for me only, but also for those who have loved his appearing. And who can't help but remember those words of Jesus in the book of Revelation? Be faithful unto death, and I will give thee the crown of life. During this time of Lent, we step back and we see once again who was wounded for us, our king. Our king who was beaten, mocked, rejected on our behalf because of our sins. He's the one who pays the wages of sin. Peter, who had denied him by saying, I don't know the man, would later write in his first letter concerning Jesus. He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds. By his wounded head, we've been healed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus our Lord, to life everlasting.